Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Lord, for this time of fasting and prayer that you have given to us, Lord, graciously given to us, Father. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your faithfulness, O God. We praise you. 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 We lay ourselves at your altar at this hour, O precious Savior. Precious Savior. Precious Savior. Precious Savior. We ask you, Lord, that you will purge us one more time. Purge our church one more time. Draw us all closer to you, Father. Speak to us, Lord, at this hour. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. Help our church, Lord, to become more like Jesus. Whatever is displeasing in your sight, reveal it to us. Whatever is not of you, pluck it off, Lord. Pluck it off. Uproot it, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, precious Father. We thank you, Lord. We worship you. We're just going to take a few minutes to praise, to worship our living God who has brought us into this third day of this new month. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. It's by your grace. And by your grace alone we stand. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for giving us your faith. Thank you for giving us your power. Thank you for giving us your strength. Thank you for giving us your blessings. Thank you for giving us yourself, O Lord. Everything we have is from you. We owe you our lives, O Father. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for all the miracles you've done, O God. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord. 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 Jesus, we praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're everything to us, O God. We thank you. We thank you. Fill us to the overflowing. Wherever you are, tell the Lord, Lord, fill me to the overflowing. Fill my cup to the overflowing. Fill my spirit to the overflowing. Fill me to the overflowing. Ask the Lord when we ask Him. He fills us. We need to ask Him. Lord, fill me to the overflowing. Fill me to the overflowing. Tell the Lord, fill me to the overflowing. Fill me to the overflowing, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Spirit of the living God, transform your people. Transform your people. Lord, let the fire of God Almighty ignite a deeper desire for the truth. Ignite a deeper passion for the Savior. Ignite a genuine hunger for righteousness. Ignite a genuine thirst for the living waters 
Ask the Lord, Lord, work in me by the working of the Holy Spirit. Work in me by the working of the Holy Spirit that I may become a conduit in your hands, Lord, a blessed thing that would flow from the Father through me to others. Tell the Lord, I don't want to be like an island to sit and do nothing with what God is investing in my life. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be a channel of blessing in your hands to you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Oh, we praise you. Abide in me, in my words, abide in you. Whatever you ask in my name, it shall be given to you. Jesus said, Father will do it for you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Ask God for himself. Ask God for himself. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus into your glory 
to know the depths of your love. I want to live in the depths of your love. Thank you, Lord, for your glory realm that is available for your people to experience. Hallelujah. Having seated together with Christ Jesus in the heavenly places. Oh, what a privilege you've given to us. To be with Jesus. Hallelujah. To be with Jesus. Hallelujah. To be with Jesus. Hallelujah. Not only when we reach our eternal destination, which is heaven, but right now, right here, you've given us this great privilege, Lord, to be able to experience your glory realm. We thank you, Father. 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 Oh, I pray that you will give us eyes to see, ears to hear. Hearts to understand, minds to take in, will to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Lord, give us your wisdom to make the wise choice of putting you first, of making Jesus our main business. Hallelujah. The things of God are priority. Your kingdom and your righteousness may it be always before us, O Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Lord, we just commit ourselves into your hands. Continue to minister to our hearts, O Lord. I pray that you will illuminate the understanding of your people. Cause the understanding of your people 
to be enlightened by the Spirit of God. Wash our eyes with your holy word. Enlarge our capacity to receive your heavenly blessings. Lord, we are empty without you. We are empty without you. No matter what we have in this world, if we don't have your presence, we are like a house that has all the furniture and all the food and everything, but there's no light. It's in total darkness. Father, we need you. We need a work of transformation. We need a work of renewal. We need a work, a refreshing work of the Holy Spirit in every body, in every mind, in every soul, in every spirit. I drive out every spirit of complacency from among our midst right now in Jesus' name. Let an eagerness to know more of Jesus be given. O oh Lord, I pray. Bless your people. We are your people. We are yours, O oh God. I pray that you will remember us at this hour. I pray that you will remember us at this hour. I pray that you will remember your covenant with us at this hour in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I ask you, Lord, that the very same Lord Jesus Christ who cleansed the temple, that you will cleanse every heart. Cleanse this church even more. Whatever is still hiding, whatever is still hidden in the crevices, whatever is still hidden underneath the rug, all the way in the corner. I ask you, oh, river of God, flush out everything, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, everything that is unclean. Oh, bring it out, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Bring it out, oh God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. That a holy, spotless bride may arise for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your word. It says, be holy, for I am holy. Without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. And we thank you for giving us the privilege to see you, Lord, when we keep ourselves undefiled from the corruption of this world, from the lust of this world, from the pride of this world, from the rottenness of this world. We can see you. And we thank you, Father, for this great privilege. I give you all the glory, honor, and praise. I pray that you continue to minister to our hearts, O oh Father, as we wait on you. I pray, pour your living water into us. Pour your living water into us. And I thank you, for the Lord is mindful of us, and he will bless us. So I pray that you bless us at this hour with your manna from your storehouse that you have for us, that you want to give to us at this hour. Let it be made available, Father. Let every hand that is here be stretched out and be open before the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to receive what you have for them at this hour. Let there be no spectator or God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. No one. No one who would just 
stand outside as a spectator, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. Each and every single person who is here, have their faith open before God. Have their hearts open before God. Have their minds opened before God in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That they may be active participants with the Spirit of the Lord to, Lord, pour into their hearts, O oh Father. They may participate with what God is doing at this hour to say, Yes, Lord. Thine is the kingdom. Thine is the power. Thine is the glory. Have your way in my life, O oh Lord. And each and every single person actively participate in what God is doing at this hour so that you can press down, shaken together, running over. As you said, men will pour into your bosom. We want God to pour into our bosom, O oh God. Your eternal truths poured into our bosom, O oh Lord. Let there be an overflow. Poured into the hearts of your people, Lord. Let there be an overflow. Poured into the minds of your people. Let there be an overflow in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Whatever they're not able to understand, Father, I pray. Make it easy, simple for them to understand in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every spiritual block in the name of Jesus. I remove it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, I pray. Water your word, O Holy Spirit, at this hour. Let there be an increase. My Father, I ask for an increase at this hour. I ask for an increase of this hour in the name of Jesus, in every heart, in every mind, in every spirit, in every soul. I ask for an increase, O Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May your people increase, Lord, in wisdom. May your people increase, Lord, in the things of God. May your people increase, Lord, in the walk with the Almighty God. May your people increase, O Lord. Let there be an increase in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And as your servant, I speak an increase over our church. And every single person who is here, who is in tune with the voice of the Holy Spirit, I speak an increase right now in Jesus' name. That these spirits may be open to the truth of God Almighty. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Praise be to God. We're going to go into God's Word. And the Lord just gave me the Word, so I'm just going to um, get the Scripture for you. Just one second. It's going to... Thank you, Jesus. God has been good to us. God has blessed us in the midst of all our busyness. God has been faithful to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Again, I'm sorry for not being able to respond to your attacks. It's been an extremely, extremely busy day with much going on, and we're doing everything with much prayer. And so bear with us. I'm really trusting the Lord to continue to give us grace to accomplish what God wants us to. We're going to turn our Bibles to the book of Daniel, chapter 12. Thank you, Jesus. Daniel, chapter 12. And we're going to read from verse 1. 
I'm going to also get another scriptures about the Lord wants me to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Okay. We're going to begin with Daniel chapter 12. And we'll read from verse 1. Daniel chapter 12, and from verse 1, if you have your um, Bibles with you, I encourage you to open it and read it. It's good to hear, but it's even better to hear and read, because it's God's Word. Just make that effort to read it for yourselves, so you know that we're reading exactly what is in God's Word, and also, when you read it, and hear it at the same time, something happens to your body, your body is blessed, your brain is blessed, your eyes are blessed. And uh, you will retain it better. The next time you have um, the Spirit of God leading you to go back to the same section to meditate on it even more. So, turn your Bibles to Daniel chapter 12. And I'm going to read from verse 1. At that time, Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. And there shall be a time of trouble, such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered. Everyone who is found written in the book, and many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth, shall awake, some to everlasting life, and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament, and those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now God is speaking here through the prophet Daniel to not only the people who first got to read this, or for Daniel to know about this, Put for us who are living in the last days, for God's people, for us to know what life is all about. That this life is temporary. If I think about being in a temporary place, and if I think about investing everything in the temporary place, I'll be a fool. If I know I'm just going to stay here, say you are assigned um, for a particular job, Three months stationed in a particular location, say let's call it as Florida, which you live in New York, and that's where your home is. But three months you're going to be in Florida. Are you going to buy a property in Florida and do everything you need to do and invest everything in Florida where you're going to be there for three months? Nobody's going to do that. You're really going to keep everything to the bare minimum. That doesn't mean that you're going to, you know, sleep on the floor. But what you need, your basic necessities, you take care of that. But 
you're not going to invest. You're not going to invest. I want to use the word invest as the Holy Spirit wants me to. You're not going to invest in your temporary place. You're going to do that which is needed, but you're not going to invest in your temporary place. The temporary place, you always know it's a temporary place and it's a temporary stay, that I'm going to have what I need. I need my water and my clothes. I need bed and I need what I need to fulfill the job that I need to get done in this temporary place for these three months. Now, we know that we're going to be here for three months, so we plan according to that. And whatever money you may get, you put, put that away towards where you're going to be, which is your permanent place, where you have to pay your bills. You know, New York, that's where your whole focus is, where your children are going to study or where, you know, your house is going to be or where you're going to actually live, your permanent address. You're not going to spend time in a temporary place, on a temporary place. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. This world that we live is a temporary place. We are here with an assignment from God to fulfill a specific purpose that God has given to us. We each have a job to do. If you think that, I don't have a job to do, I'm just here because, you know, I was born and I'm just here because I'm just here, this is my place and I'm just here because um, it's happened, it's all happened that way that I'm just here, then you're going to completely miss your assignment and you're going to stand before God on that day when God will say, well, did you finish your job that I gave you? What are you going to say? Very important. Now, God also talks about over here that people whose names are in the book, they will all get their rewards. So it's not that, hey, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior, we're all going to go and we're going to be in the same place and we're all going to be here regardless of what you did. One might have poured his heart and soul into doing whatever God wanted them to do. Another one will be just sitting and and, uh, watching TV all day. Or just, you know, attending one meeting, another meeting, but not obeying fully. I didn't kill, I didn't do this, I didn't do that, but... God wanted me to do this, I didn't do that. Or I did the bare minimum. There are all kinds of people here. But who are actually going to be in is a question. The ones who are actually going to be in are the ones who have done the will of God. Now within those who have done the will of God, there is quality. Quality testing that will take place. God does that. We see in God's word that the fire of God will test some build with hay, some, you know, hay and straw, stubble, and some build with wood, some build with uh, precious stones, and each use different materials. Understand this. When you use different materials, you pay a price towards purchasing those materials. You take the time in building those materials. You know, it's easy to build a house with Lego blocks as opposed to building a real house. Many Christians build Lego block houses. May God help us never to be that way. Oh, it's easy because I enjoy this. I like doing this and, you know, and I see what model home is in the picture and I do the do the bare minimum. If you do the bare minimum, what's going to happen is God is going to look at your work and the fire of God will test it. Remember, in your job, if your boss gave you an assignment to do, how are you going to do that? How do you take that assignment? 
how serious are you when you do the work that has been given to you by your boss? You know, if I do this job well, I may get a promotion. If I do this job well, you know, my job, my boss will be able to trust me. If I do this job well, then I won't lose my job. You have so many things at stake. So what do you do? You really put your heart and soul into doing your job well. You really want to show that you're a hard worker. You also want to show that you're capable of completing that assignment. You don't do the bare minimum. Those who do the bare minimum will usually not move forward. The Bible says, Have you seen a man who is diligent in his work? He shall stand before kings and will not stand before mean men. That means, have you seen someone who really works hard? God looks at everyone's work. And he's talking about someone who's really working hard. And he says, have you seen someone who works really hard? A person who really works hard will not stand before ordinary people. That person will stand before kings. And guess what? Those who don't work hard will be looking at them and will be envying. Why? Because one paid the price, the other did not. May God help us. When our life on earth is over, which is before we know our time will be gone. We will be standing on that day before God Almighty. Have we done the will of God? That's number one. Then, what is the quality of work? What kind of work are we doing? What are we doing? Are we putting our heart and soul into that? And are we really doing it for God? Are we really having that reverence that I'm doing it for God? Whatever God is telling you to do, even if it's cooking, even if it's cleaning, even if it's taking care of your kids, whatever you're doing, it do unto God, not unto man. Now, Cooking and cleaning is not the only thing. There's something beyond that. Because whatever you do must bring glory to God and point people towards Jesus Christ. That means when someone sees you, they should know, Oh, this mom is a representation of God on earth. That, that's how it should be. When someone sees you, Oh, this dad is a representation of God on earth. That's how it should be. The, the fruit of the Spirit has to be seen through every believer. When a co-worker sees you, they should be able to say, Wow, this is like God on earth. God's representation. We need to be His representatives on earth while God has placed us here. He wants us to bear the image of Jesus Christ. Are you bearing the image of Jesus Christ? Ask yourself this question. We're not here to go and, Oh, I want to show my hair. I want to show myself. There's nothing to show. You know what? God has created everybody in a very unique way. One thing I you know, like about what God is doing in our church is we have a lot of variety. It's like different flowers in a garden. Everybody should come to church dressed well for God Almighty. That should be a motive. Not to impress A, B, C. That will be an abomination. That means you're coming to the house of God with a wrong motive. You have to come to the house of God to worship God, to honor God. That means whatever you wear, before you leave the house, make sure you stand in front of a mirror, if you're a woman especially. Make sure you stand in front of a mirror, look at yourself from top to bottom, and make sure that it is God-glorifying. Before you leave your house, make sure that this is not going to hinder another brother in Christ or another sister in Christ. It doesn't mean that you have to, you know, put yourself in a big bag and zip yourself from top to bottom. No. But the Spirit of God will tell you, 
this is edifying, this is not. Your motive is wrong. You need to be someone who fears the Lord, especially before you enter into the house of God. You know why? Because God is in our midst. Before you come to the house of God, before you leave the house of God, make sure you stand in your house before a mirror. If you don't have a full-length mirror, make sure you invest in that. Whether you have food or not, make sure you do that. That's very important. Stand before that and look at yourself and say, Will God be pleased with my outfit today? Will God be pleased with the way I have dressed today? Doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't have to be something that, oh, uh, looks very pretty. It doesn't matter. Whatever you wear, is it God honoring? That's the most important thing. It should not be a hindrance to anyone else. Wherever you go, even if you go to a shopping mall, even if you're going somewhere to pick up your kids or do something, or going for a job interview, make sure that what you're wearing is God glorifying. When I first came here into this country, uh, yeah, I was, you know, I was um, um, given the opportunity uh, to apply for jobs here. And um, it was not God's will. But, you know, you know, close family members, they said, oh, you know, you know, this is a very good uh, place that you, know, you can work and, and all these things. And they said, um, you know, I will give you the outfit for the job interview and all those things. Once I heard about the outfit, you know what I said? Well, I'm not going for the interview. If you have to get a job based on what you wear, which is dishonoring to God, you know what? I'll stay home. Understand this, it's God who feeds you, God who clothes you. We need to have respect and reverence for our bodies. Our bodies are the temple of the living God. Same thing goes for men. Whatever you wear, make sure you are honoring God and your motive is for God. You're wearing it for God, not to impress another human being. This is not why we come to the house of God. Even if it's a little earring or jewelry, you know, or the way you comb your hair, whether you're a man or a woman. If your motive is to impress another human being, let me tell you, you've missed the mark there, right there. Your motive has to be pure. You have to come to the house of God to see God and God alone, period. That's it. When you're coming to the house of God, make sure, the Bible says, watch your steps when you come to the house of God. Watch your steps when you come to the house of God. When you're coming to the house of God, make sure you are coming to see God Almighty. If that is not there, if your motive is wrong, oh, I'm here because I want everybody to see me. I'm here because I want everybody to think that how cute I am. You have missed the mark. Let me tell you, when you come to the house of God, all eyes need to be on Jesus. You need to be someone who will direct people to Jesus. Your heart should be on Jesus and everyone's eyes and their heart should be on Jesus. He is the object of attraction. He is the center of everything. And he is the only one who receives all honor, glory and everything that comes from people. Everything is directed towards God Almighty. Have this in mind. In our church, when new people come, they wear whatever they want and we never say anything about that. As they keep coming to God, the Spirit of God will work in them. And the Lord will cause them to see His glory. And automatically, the the things of the world will become strangely dim. And out of love for God, automatically they will start changing the way they dress, changing the way they think and everything. Their mind starts to change. By the renewal of their mind, their appearance will begin to change. But people who are here in our church know this. We are the salt and light of the earth. We need to represent the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. 
We cannot have a standard like what other people think. Oh, those people go up there and do worship and look how they wear. Well, the question is, is God on the throne or Lucifer on the throne? If Lucifer is on the throne, then you will have an entertainment going on there. Everyone's eyes will be off of Jesus. Everyone will have a good time, so to speak, and leave with sin in their lives. But when God is on the throne, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is filled with His glory. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come, the Ancient of Days. He is in our midst. When God Almighty is in our midst, we must understand that. The object of worship is God Almighty. That reverence, the all, for the Almighty God, has to be there in our midst. May God speak to our hearts at this hour. The light that shines, the, God, the light of God that shines in us, should be brighter than any darkness that is out there. God is speaking to us at this hour. The light that shines in us should be brighter than any light that is out there. Any darkness that is out there and any light that is out there. The light of God is so bright, it will dim the candlelight. It will dim the little 40 watts bulb. It will dim any other light that is there. When you put the rest of the lights underneath the sun, you won't even be able to see the brightness of such light that is out there. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Think about this. What kind of a light are you and what kind of a light do you want to be? You need to move from one level to the other. You need to move from one glory to the other. We're going to read this one more time as the Spirit of the Lord wants me to. So just, let's just go there. What's going to happen? Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake. So all the people who die, they will all rise up. They will all awake when God comes back. They will all rise up. Why will they all rise up? Because there is a place of reward. Where we're all going to go stand before God. And God is going to reward us. So we're all going to get up. Those of us who go to heaven before Jesus comes. All those of us who are here when Jesus comes. Will all be there on that day. So what happens? Some to everlasting life and some to shame and everlasting contempt. Now, those who are really walking with God, who did not play church, those who are really walking with God, who did not say, oh, I don't need Jesus. So you have two, three categories. One category is people who say, I am a true worshiper of the living God. And people who say, I will live for Jesus and die for Jesus. And every moment of the day, they're aware of the presence of God and they're walking with God. That's one category. Secondly, there's another category where people say, Oh, I will live for Jesus, I will die for Jesus. And they say all those things. But, when it comes to actions, very few you will see who really, really meaning what they are saying. Then you have another group outright. They'll say, Oh, I don't want God, period. I don't want to hear this. Leave me alone. I don't speak religion. Now, this is not religion. This is about our eternal soul, our eternal life, our destiny, our destination, our eternal home. How foolish it will be if we say that, oh, I am just concerned about the three-month stay here. I don't care about my permanent home. But you know, Satan has caught people cleverly, making them think about the temporary place as if it's their permanent place. Fascination about the temporary place. 
fascination about the temporary place. May God help us to be faithful to the word of God, to understand that we're just passing through, we're just passing through, we're just passing through, we're only passing through. So some are going to wake up, will be awakened by God to everlasting life. What is everlasting life? When you think about everlasting life, what do you think about everlasting life? When you think about everlasting life, the word everlasting is forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Life is living, really, really living, everlasting life. And not only are you going to be alive, but you're really going to live. You're really going to live. There's a difference between a person who is alive. You can be dead while you're living. Miserable. Breathing, but you're miserable. That's a person who is living, but they're really dead. But heaven is not a place like that. Heaven is a place where we're going to live forever and ever. We're going to live. We're going to live the best life. We're going to live the glorious, magnificent life that God has for us. You're going to live forever. That's called everlasting life. Some to shame and everlasting contempt. Think about that. Waking up on that day. You can be a president of a country. You can be a king of an empire. Waking up on that day to everlasting shame and contempt. Everlasting. Think about the word. Everlasting. That word is a terror-striking word. Everlasting shame and contempt. That you get up. And you think that, oh, what a fool, I just wasted my life on these three months. These three months. This is where I'm going to live forever now. What have I done? But you know what? You can never reverse that. That can never be reversed. So some rise up to shame and everlasting contempt. And then there's a detail that is coming up here. Those who are wise, those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. Those who are really wise, they're going to shine like the stars in the sky. Those who are wise are going to shine like the stars in the sky. If you think about it, they are wise and they're going to shine like the stars in the sky. The Bible talks about Wise men, wise women, wise virgins. The word wise is who are wise people. The Bible talks about what wisdom is. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's just the beginning of wisdom. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. So having the fear of the Lord, God gives us a knowledge of who He is. Then we get the understanding. Without that, there's no understanding of who God is, what eternal life is. Oh, where we have to invest, we don't know. But when we have the wisdom of God that comes from the fear of God, then the understanding is given by God. Because understanding that comes from God is given by revelation. And that revelation comes from God giving us understanding how to live, where to invest. You invest into eternity. You invest your time into eternity. You invest your talents into eternity. You invest your everything into eternity. You think about the kingdom of God. You think about serving God. You think about living for Jesus. You, you dread even to say a single lie. Because whatever you do has eternal consequences. You have to be careful. After hearing all of these things, eh, I don't care what my pastor says. She has nothing to do. Well, I have something important to do at this time and I'm doing the will of God. And this date has been marked and this hour has been stamped because it's the voice of God that is coming to you at this hour. So when someone ignores this voice, on that day, on the day of shame and contempt, this service will be played in a big screen before them. 
at that time, it'll be too late for a saint that, oh my God, I have wasted my time. It'll be too late. So God's word says, while it is day, I'm going to mute Majushi. While it is day, make sure you redeem the time. While it is day, make sure you don't harden your heart. While it is day, make sure you make wise choices, wise decisions. Now, how does this fit into this fasting and prayer for this month of August? Is what God is going to speak to our hearts. We have to be vigilant. We have to be diligent. We have to be wise. In this month of August, decide for yourselves. I really want to live towards eternity. I want to be like those people who are like stars in the firmament. That means when you go to heaven, when you go to heaven and when you stay in heaven, when you live there, you will be like a dazzling gemstone. You will be like a star there. Not like what they call over here. Oh, star here, star there. The real stars are the people who really shine with the power of God, with the light that comes from God. The way you shine on earth, that's the way you're going to shine in heaven. With what capacity you're being used by God, to that capacity, how many souls you brought to God, how much you sacrificed, how honest you lived, and how well you lived your life before God Almighty, is the way you're going to shine up there when you go there. So your three months here is very important. It's not just, oh, it's just three months, so I'm just going to live whatever because I'm going to go to heaven and there I'm going to know. Your three months is going to determine how your eternity is going to be. Is it worth it to give up sin? Is it worth it to give up loose talk? Is it worth it to give up pride? Is it worth it to give up material things where you just fight over things in your family? Is it worth it to give up your rights? where people are speaking bad about you but you want to get the last word out no it's not worth it it's worth it when you think about forsaking what you need to forsake to follow Jesus Christ because you know three months once that's over it's over praise God I've done it through the strength that God provided I will run the race with endurance with the grace that has been provided God has given us the grace. He has set us on a specific track, on a specific path to glory. When you understand that I have a goal, don't live your life aimlessly. Don't live your life aimlessly. Or don't live your life with a temporary goal for the three months that you're going to be here focusing everything on oh I need to you know get you know get a big position I need to have a big job I need to have this I need to have that I need to let me tell you when you are about your father's business where you are he will take care of you he will take care of you like no other he will give you everything that you need to glorify God he will he really will because you have found favor in his sight. He will make sure he'll keep it ahead and not the tail. Make sure he'll provide for your food, your clothing, your shelter. In an abundant measure. He'll make sure. He'll make sure. Because you belong to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're not going to walk around like a pauper on earth. No. God says he will take care of you. Better than how Solomon clothed himself. God says better than that. I'll clothe you. Better than that, I'll feed you. Better than that, I'll provide for you. So why waste our time thinking and worrying about the things of the world? 
it's high time you graduate from that. Constantly focusing on the things of the world. Oh, he said this, she said this, and I'm hurt by this. Why? Are we putting a false prize worth on ourselves and we get mad when others say something? Or do we forget that Christ was slapped and He was mocked and He kept quiet? And we can do the same and we should do the same. We need to be people who learn to let go, forgive, forget and move forward. Let God be God in your life. If you stand there arguing before you know, you would have wasted a good chunk of your portion which you could have invested into eternity by doing the right thing, which is by doing God's way. Doing it God's way. So, let's just go back and just read the scripture here. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firmament. And those who turn many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. The Bible says, he who wins souls is wise. So who are wise people? The Bible says he who wins soul is wise. Write this down. The Bible says he who wins soul is wise. Okay, those who are keen about letting other people know about eternal life and the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and bringing them from darkness to light is wise. And this verse goes further to explain that. When you turn people from unrighteousness to righteousness, they shine like the stars of the sky. They shine like the sun. And God says, the brightness will be so bright. See, the distance between the sky and the earth is so vast. But still you can see the star. We can't count the stars. But we can see the stars. There are certain stars when you look at it, you'll see they actually stand out. They're brighter than the rest of the stars. There's a difference. When you see the moon, especially on a full moon day, when you go outside, there are many, many stars there. But you know what will catch your eyes? That full moon. And when it looks so beautiful, you just look at that. Many people take pictures and say, oh, how beautiful this is. When you look at the moon, your eyes don't really look at the stars. Why? This is brighter than that. This is bigger than that. It gets the attention of people. Why? Because it has more light. The more light you get from God, the more you obey God, the more you walk with God, the more light you have, the more light you get, the more you are purged, you'll be used by God to purge others by turning them from darkness to light, by turning them from unrighteousness to righteousness. When you do that, God says, your light that God has put in you, which is His light, will begin to even burn brighter. Because to a person who has, that means the person who is using what has been given, more will be given. There will be multiplied, there will be an increase. So those who turn many to righteousness, that means away from darkness to righteousness, they will shine like the stars forever. In this month of August, your goal has to change, your priority has to change. Don't live for this world. Living for this world will be living for those three months stay in a temporary place with an assignment given by your boss, which is God Almighty. You totally forgot about the assignment and you became caught up with settling down there. But you can't really settle down there. Once three months is over, you'll be expelled from there. You need to go back to where you came from, your main place. 
not where you were assigned to go and give whatever you needed to give. Know that you are here on a mission. Don't forget the mission and get sidetracked and think like, this is my home, or this is where, and make the whole world about you, and make the life that you're living all about you. May God speak to your hearts at this hour. We are going to go into another scripture. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 41. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 41. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differeth from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead, verse 42. It's sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. So when a person, once his life is over, when they stand before God and they live forever they are going to shine with the light that God has put in them and each light will differ from one light to another which is the light of the sun or the glory of the sun is different from the glory of the moon the glory of the stars is different just like I said one star is brighter than the other star each star is different, but they all shine. One is brighter. Now, moon is so bright. I mean, look at the light of the moon, especially on a full moon day. You are not able to see the stars, even though they are there. They look faded compared to the light of the moon. Now, when it becomes morning and Mr. Sun comes out, when he comes out, when he comes out, it's up the whole sky gets lit up. What happens at that time? The moon begins to fade away. We really can't look at the light of the moon at that point. Our eyes get fixed on the sun because we really even can't look at the sun fully. When it's just coming out, it all looks beautiful and you can just see it a little bit. Once it comes in its full brightness, you really even can't look at it. But you enjoy the light. You enjoy the light that you have that God has given to you from the sun. So its glory cannot be compared with the moon. It's many, 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 many times brighter than the moon. The moon is many, many, many times brighter than the stars. Each star differs in glory. Where do you want to be in heaven? How do you want to shine in heaven? You know how much people strive to get that one promotion? How much people strive to look good in the eyes of their relatives? How much people strive to be acknowledged in front of human beings? Let me tell you, none of those people will matter at the end of the day. How much they appreciated you? How much you strove for them? How much you've really worked so hard to produce something? Because you just wanted them to say, good job, oh, I appreciate you so much. That's all, that's it. You were just dying, killing yourself for that? To impress another human being? Well, it's not even going to follow with you. It's not going to even follow you. It's not going to come with you at the end of the day to heaven. We are in this temporary world. 
Whatever we do, we must do it for God. Whatever we do, we must do it unto God. That our motives should be right. That our thoughts should be pure. And what we do should be acceptable by God. A pleasing sacrifice to God. And He will cause our lights to shine. He will cause the radiance of His glory to be upon us. And we will shine for Him forevermore. Depending on how you sacrifice on the earth. Depending upon how you lay down your life. So that you can pick it up again. We pick it up again. We will pick it up again. That's God's promise. Depending on how you really live your life with integrity. And love. Forgiveness. Don't do evil for evil. Don't repay evil for evil. Depending on how you live your life here on earth. You're going to have your rewards in heaven. And you're going to shine according to that. We don't want to be in the category where. People are going to get up to everlasting shame and contempt. You don't want to be that side at all. That's going to be a very miserable day. Not only for people who are going to burn in the lake of fire forever. But regrets that, I didn't do this. I wasted my time. Oh, I wasted my time. I should have spent more time in the presence of God. I should have done this. For the person who was there. I didn't give the gospel to them. I knew the way but I didn't show them the way. I was slow to inviting people to the house of God. I just wasted my time. Talking to everybody in this world. Meanwhile I had no time to pray. You don't want to be in that place. And because of that. There are many many people who paid the price. They are being acknowledged, appreciated, lifted up by God Almighty. Meanwhile, you are in some corner, really ashamed of wasting your time. Then there are other people who have laid down their lives, who looked like fools on this side of eternity. But people say, well, you know, you don't have what we have and, you know, you're not here with us over here and I'm, we're going there and you're not coming there. You know, you're all the time, you know, church and meetings and this and that. And Well, Satan is very clever. He'll send people to call you. Tap, 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 tap. Come on, let's go. Your life is too boring. Anything interesting going on? Well, life is very interesting when you walk with Jesus because He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. He does miracles all the time. He speaks all the time. He reveals all the time to all those who really, really are one with Him. But Satan will come and say, Hey, look at the glitter. Look at the glitter. You know, it's like the tinsel decorations. That's what Satan will show. Hey, look at this. Look at this. When the wind of the Lord blows, it just goes into where? Where you cannot find it. Gone, blown by the wind. But what God offers is solid gold. What God builds will stay forever. God is looking at your heart at this hour. God is speaking to you. Think about where you're going to be. Think about how long you're going to be. And think about how you want to be. How you want to be there is how you want to live here. If you think that I don't care about how I'm going to be there then I don't know what to say at this point because you're going to have regrets 
at that time. There's no way of reversing that. God is speaking to your heart at this hour in this month of August. Decide for yourself how you want to spend your time. Decide for yourself how you want to spend your life. Decide for yourself within the short duration, the short duration God has given. These months or years, how much there is before us, we don't know. But whatever is there before us, John the Baptist came as a burning flame, short life. But Jesus said, there's no one like John the Baptist. Short life, well lived. He lived exactly how God wanted him to live. We must be like that. Shine like the sun. Shine like the firmament of the sky. But within the stars that are there, we want to shine the brightest for Jesus. Not that I want to do it because I want to be somebody. You want to shine for Jesus. I want to be useful for my master on earth and there. I want to bring joy to my master on this earth and over there. When I am there in heaven, I want God to look at me. Look at the way I shine and be so happy that he sent Jesus for me. That his blood that he shed on the cross was fully made use of. That's how it has to be. It's not looking for power. It's not looking for position. Even though God gives that out of his love. You don't want to be anything less than what God wants you to be. Because it will give grief. It will bring grief to God Almighty. God wants the best for you. God wants you to shine for him the maximum. He looks at every single person who really maximizes what God gives. Are you maximizing the grace of God that God has poured upon your life? The word of God that God has given to you? Are you getting sidetracked with everything that is happening around you? And you're just just going with the wind. Just being blown away with the wind. What wind is it? That's not the wind of the Holy Spirit. That's the toxic air. Inoculating yourself. Intoxicating yourself. That you're not able to see. That you're getting drowsy. You're not able to see that fire that is coming. You're so drowsy. You're not able to see the danger that is coming. You're not able to see that, oh, I could have done so much with this life. With these three months. There's a reason why God keeps saying three months. Three months. Three months. Three months. It's like the duration. The limitation that is there. We all have a limited time that God has given to us on the face of the earth. The within the time that God has given to us, if we are time conscious and if we are aware of the presence of God, God's timing and what God wants me to accomplish on the face of the earth. Like the Bible says, we'll be like the ants. They're so busy, they, they know winter is coming. Winter is coming, so they're going to gather everything in summer. Because they are time conscious. We need to be conscious of our time. We need to be conscious of the season where we are in. We need to gather the food that we need for our souls. We need to apply what we are learning. We need to be concerned with the souls who are out there. We need to do what we need to do in order to bring people to the presence of God. All those who turn the hearts of the people from wickedness to righteousness, they will all shine. Different degrees. How much you do for the kingdom of God. 
how much you are consumed with the things of God. If we are consumed with the things of this world, and the things of God become secondary, then we have lost our vision at that point. We have lost track of our goal, the mission God had given to us. God has a purpose for you. In this month of August, God has a purpose for you. God has called you out of darkness into this marvelous light for you to show forth the praises of Him who called you. How much are you doing that? How occupied and preoccupied are you with showing the praises of God Almighty who called you out of darkness into light? God wants to bless you in this month of August. We need to be among the wise who are not occupied and obsessed and concerned with what man would think. We need to be occupied, preoccupied, concerned and obsessed with what God would think. I want to please my Father in heaven on earth now. And I want to please Him in heaven when I go there, when He looks at me, when He looks at my light, when He looks at my brightness. He should be happy. He should be happy that He sent Jesus for me. He should be happy that brightness signifies how much you've really done for God. If someone says, well, what you do for God doesn't matter. Because what He does for you all matters. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I want to take you to one more verse as the Holy Spirit wants me to. So I'm going to go to the book of Revelation. Just Let's just go there for a minute. Revelation chapter 14. Revelation chapter 14. And um, I'm going to read just one second. Revelation chapter 14 and I'm going to read from verse verse 12 here is the patience of the saints here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Then I heard a voice from heaven saying to me, Write, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. What is happening here? Those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, once their time over here is over, what they have done on this side of eternity comes to an end. Whatever you do during the three months here for your permanent home comes to an end. After that, you cannot do. After that, you're going to reap the benefits of what you did over here. Temporary stay... But we're here on a mission. When you focus on that and when you say that, 
My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That means He is a supplier, not myself. If you make this life about you, you're going to be weighed down by the things of the world. If the cares of the world becomes heavier and your focus is off of the things of God, then you have lost your direction at that point. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. We do everything we need to do on this side of eternity, which God has called us to, not waste a second. When we live that way, what happens? Once God says, well done, job is done, you've completed, that's what happens. You go on an assignment, your boss sends you on an assignment to go from one place to another, say, to Florida, and you go there, three months, the assignment is over, and you get back, where? To your main office. That's how it is. Once you go back, you go and give the report, and according to what you have done, you may get a promotion, you may get a bonus. When your job is really well done, you may get more. Where? In New York. In heaven, God, who is our father and our boss, he is so generous. And he says, once you're done what I have called you to do here, then it's over, assignment is over. Now is reward time. You come and be with me, and you know what comes with us? Our works follow us. I'm going to give you one more scripture, and then we're going to close for tonight. Our works follow us. What we do on earth will follow us into eternity. So, how much you do on earth is very important because it will follow you into eternity. Faith without works is dead. So what are you working for? You are working the works of God. What God wants you to do, that's what you should be doing. Not, oh, I want to do what I want to do. I feel compelled to do this. I feel I want to do this. What you feel does not matter. Will you go to your job and say that, well, I feel that I need to clean this place, mop, sweep, and clean when you have a job to do, when you have to maybe, you know, take 10 interviews, or you have to do some assignment, you leave all of that, and you don't meet the, that, that deadline, but you're mopping and, and sweeping and shining the floor and shining the table. What do you think your boss will do? What do you think the boss will do? He'll say, well done. You're so faithful. Well, I appreciate your feelings. No. You missed your job. You missed your deadline. Don't go by your feelings. I feel that this is good. It really scares me and it really turns me off when I hear people use the word feelings. I feel, I feel, I feel. We need to be people of God who grow and mature to say that I am doing the will of God. God is leading me to do this. Don't presumptuously say if you don't know for sure that God is leading you. At that point, you need to be on your knees before God to find out the will of God on a given subject, on a given matter. Don't simply go by your feelings. Don't say, I feel. You feel. Can Your feelings or what you say, I feel, can take you opposite to where God wants you to be. You need to know what God wants you to do. In this life, you need to know your assignment. What is your job assignment? Do you know that? You better know that. If you don't know your job assignment, you're doing all kinds of things. That will be a sore disappointment on that day because you did all kinds of things. Mopping and cleaning, shining, 
everything, windows and all those things. Meanwhile, your job has not been fulfilled. Think about your eternity. It's good for us to think about our eternal home. We need to think about that. That's what wisdom is. We need to think about how we're going to shine, how much we're going to shine. Not because you want to be somebody, but because I want to make Him happy. I want to make God happy. Because He wants me to shine for Him. I want to shine the brightest for Him on earth and in eternity. The place where He gives for those people, He does it. That's all His. Where He places us, even on earth, in a higher position to glorify Him, it's an honor that comes from God. When we honor God, He honors us. That's a byproduct. But our focus is not that. Our focus is to live for Him. To gladden the heart of our Father in Heaven. You know what He does? He rejoices over us with singing at that point. And He places us in places where we can shine for Him. When we shine so bright, He'll put us in a place where we can actually bring that brightness to more people. What do you want to be? What do you want to be for Jesus, not for yourself? I really want to underscore this at this time. Any kind of thing which tries to empower oneself, that tries to make oneself higher, feel better, boosts one for oneself's ego, is from the pit of hell. Our worth comes from God. We boosting ourselves is not going to do anything. God has to boost us with His energy, with His power, with His strength, with His humility, with everything from Him. And then what happens? No matter where God places you, the pride will not be there. Humility will be there. You will serve Him with humility. The more you serve Him with humility, the more He lifts you up. Because He knows, when I put you higher, you're not going to misuse the place that I place you. You're going to shine brighter. You're going to be useful for me. You are trustworthy. You're humble. You're loyal. I will increase you because you're faithful in what I'm giving to you. Life is not about you. Write this down. Life is not about me. Life is not about me. Life is not about money. Life is not about promotions. Life is not about looks. Life is not about appreciations. Life is not about me. Put a big period. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Not I, but Christ that liveth in me. That's the way to live. When Jesus Christ lives inside of us, His knowledge, His wisdom, His power, His love, His endurance, everything will flow through us. That's when you can really live a successful, useful, God-glorifying life for God Almighty. Live for Jesus. That's what matters. When everything else crumbles, you will stand strong because of the power of God that flows in and through you. I want to read one more verse before we conclude. Let me just go to Revelation. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Revelation chapter 22. Revelation chapter 22. And 
I am going to read verse 7. Second. Yes, I'm going to read from verse 7. Revelation chapter 22, from verse 7 onwards. I encourage you to meditate on all these verses that God has spoken to us. After this meeting is over tonight, meditate on it tomorrow, during the day, or tonight before going to bed. Meditate on it because these are very important scriptures. Revelation chapter 22, and I'm going to read from verse 7. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the seat of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, See that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant, and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And he said to me, Do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book. For the time is at hand. He who is unjust, let him be unjust still. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. I want you to underline the word be. Be. If you are unjust, be unjust. Be equals doing, actually. If you're doing unjust things, continue doing unjust things. That means, what is he saying? That's the choice you have made? Go ahead. Go ahead. If you are... Let's just continue reading. He who is holy, let him be holy still. Let me just go back to the verse. He who is filthy, let him be filthy still. You're filthy? Go ahead. Then it comes down to... He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. Are you righteous? You have to be righteous. You have to continue being righteous. It's not that, oh well, he has given me his righteousness and I am the righteousness of God. Well, we have to be dread. We have to dread when we say that if you are the righteousness of God, you, how, you better be righteous. Because it's the righteousness of God. God says here, I have given you my righteousness. And you have to show it that you have it by making the right choices. So if you are righteous, God says, be righteous still. That means continue to do the right thing. Righteous means right living. God has given us a robe of righteousness, but we have to keep ourselves pure. If you are righteous, God says, continue being righteous. He who is righteous, let him be righteous still. He who is holy, let him be holy still. If you are holy, God says, continue being holy. That's something that we have to do. We have to be holy like how God is holy. We have to continue being holy. Then, blessed are those who do His commandments. Underline the word do His commandments. That they may have the right to the tree of life. And they enter through the gates to the city. We need to be and we need to do. Both are 
our responsibilities. Being righteous, being holy is our responsibility. My responsibility, your responsibility. Doing is my responsibility, your responsibility. What Jesus did on the cross of Calvary is done. He fulfilled his part. Now it's our part. Having received his righteousness, we need to be righteous. Having received his holiness, we need to be holy. We need to do the right thing. God says here, Blessed are those who do his commandments, that they may have the right to the tree of life, and may enter through the gates into the city. But outside are dogs and sorcerers and sexually immoral and murderers and, and, idol, and idolaters and whoever loves and practices a lie. What is God saying here? These are people who call themselves Christians. People who call themselves believers. Where are they going to be if someone is immoral? Outside. Who is going to be inside? I'm going to read again. Who is going to be inside heaven? I'm going to read again. Let's read this. Blessed are those who do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may, have, and may enter through the gates into the city. Blessed are those. Who are going to enter in? Those who are holy. Those who are righteous. Those who keep his commandments. Who are not going to enter in? Those who are immoral. Those who are sexually immoral. Those who watch pornography. Those who sleep around with other people who is not their spouse. One wife to one husband. One husband to one wife. Those who live an alternate lifestyle. Fall under sexually immoral category. Whether you have physical adultery or mental adultery. Having External affair with the opposite sex or emotional affair with the opposite sex. They are all the same. You're called to keep your spirit, soul, body and mind pure and blameless before the appearing of the Lord God Almighty. No matter how old you are, doesn't matter. Whether you are 10 years old or 70 years old, doesn't matter. You're called to live a holy life. Now, let's continue reading. But outside are dogs. Why? God said dogs over here. Dogs equal immorality. Dogs equal immorality. Dogs eat their own vomit. Dogs eat feces. They're unclean. Unclean creatures. Dogs signify immorality. And God says over here, outside, where? Outside the heaven, outside the kingdom of God is dogs. No dogs enter in. Outside heaven is what? There's no neutral ground. Heaven and outside heaven, there's a border out there where all these people are there. No. Heaven and hell. Period. Outside heaven is hell. That's where the sexually immoral people, priests who are sexually immoral, Pentecostal people who are sexually immoral, Charismatic people, sexually immoral. Baptist people, sexually immoral. Catholic people, sexually immoral. Hindu people, sexually immoral. There's no category over here. All those who are sexually immoral will go there. Period. Those who don't have Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior will go there. But within the category of people who call themselves believer, all the sexually immoral will go to hell. A place where the fire is not quenched, the worm does not die. Who else will go there? Let's see. Murderers. All those who commit murder, who vengeful in their hearts, hatred, Jesus said, through his word, 
that if you look at a woman, it goes for both men and women, who don't belong to your body. That means if you are a spouse, your wife is your body, your husband is your body. If that does not belong to your body, if the person does not belong to you, and you just say, well, even though they don't belong to me, I wish I had them, or I wish I had her, or I wish I had him. And you let your mind wander and you let your eyes wander. You will end up in eternal flames. Understand that. Don't play with your mind. Don't play with your eyes. Don't think that. You can come and say, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Be very careful. Your mind has to be pure, sanctified before God Almighty. Be careful. Be holy in all manner of conversation, the Bible says. In your conduct, be holy. Now, let's continue reading here. But outside are dogs and sorcerers. See how? Dogs, immoral people, backslidden people. If someone says, once saved, always saved. Really? As a dog returns to its vomit, a fool returns to his folly. People who get saved and who experience the righteousness of God, they go back to where they came from. They vomit. Guess what? They will not be in heaven. They will be in hell. Be very careful. Make no mistake about this. If you follow the living God, you will live a holy life. If you are not following the living God, you will live an unholy life. It's time to shape up. It is time to shape up. This church needs to live up to God's holy standards with the power of God that God has given to us. God's not expecting us to do something that we can't do. No, we can. Through Christ who lives in us, we can do all things and it should become our passion. If you have the seed of God, what God likes is what you will like. That's how it should be. But when you expose yourself to uncleanness, all of a sudden that takes over like a tsunami. So that needs to be cut out. If you want to develop pure desires, passionate, pure passion for Jesus Christ, then you have to shut yourself away from everything that's ungodly and expose yourself to the power of God, to the presence of God, to the love of God, to the word of God, and that will overtake you like a tsunami. And you will love to do godly things, love to do holy things, won't, won't like to hear gossip, will not want to speak another filthy word. Now, let's continue reading. So who will be in hell? All backslidden Christians will be in hell. They are called dogs. Who are called dogs? All backslidden Christians who have left the way of God, who have left the way of righteousness and went back to their vomit, as a dog would return to its vomit. All backslidden Christians will be in hell. Period. Those who have not repented will be in hell. Then, who else will be in hell? Sorcerers, all those who do witchcraft. They will all be in hell. And all those who support those who do witchcraft, they too will go there. Because when we side with those who hate God and hate His people and do evil for them, then we become one among them. Because the same spirit, witchcraft spirit that is working in the sorcerers, is obviously working in those who support sorcerers. We have to understand that. That's a warning. If we support those who are committing iniquity, we are carrying the same spirit that is working in them. So if someone supports someone, like Talia, what spirit is working in Talia is obviously working in such people. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. 
the same spirit of witchcraft and sorcery will work in the lives of those who will support such people. Be careful. Be careful of them and be careful that you don't fall into the same trap. So sorcerers will not go to heaven. All those who do witchcraft and all those who do sorcery will not go to heaven. So God is having me repeat this again and again so that you know who goes to heaven, who does not go to heaven. And there's no mistake about it, no doubt about it. All backslidden Christians, all backslidden people that means who came to God earnestly once upon a time but they went back to heathenism went back to immorality went back to drinking went back to drugs went back to sin whatever it is they went away from God they turned away from the living God like a dog returned to the vomit that means the dog was not able to digest something and vomited something that should not be inside came out they repented then what did the dog do? It went and it ate the vomit. How gross and how disgusting. That's how gross and disgusting it is to God when people backslide. Backsliding is not an ordinary thing. You know, we see that in Teen Challenge and, and Walter Hoving Home. People come back like, oh, I'm here for restoration. Well, they should have shame to even say that. This is not a cycle that you go and you get restored and go and get restored. It's not an ordinary thing. We do injustice to the blood of Jesus Christ. When you turn away from the living God, you become like a dog who went back to the vomit. Repent and do not do that again. Because every backslidden, no longer a believer, every backslidden person who calls themselves a believer has become like the dog. And all dogs will stay outside will not enter into heaven. Who else will not go into heaven? All those who commit witchcraft and sorcery they will not go to heaven and who else will not go into heaven all the sexually immoral whether, whether it's heterosexual homosexual what kind of a disgusting unclean habit that is all those who have given themselves over to sexual immorality all of them will go to hell will not enter into heaven well this is the bible and i'm reading from the word of god if you have any doubt about it read it again and again and again until you really understand what it is need to know the word of God only when you know the truth the truth can set you free who else will go to heaven who else will go to heaven and will go to hell let's read that again one more and murderers all those who commit physical murder and all those who commit murder in the ark I hate them I hate them I hate them I hate them all those who are haters will go to hell God's word says if you hate your brother without a cause you have committed murder this is what the Bible says. So all the haters will go to hell. Christian haters, many Christian haters will be in hell. All those who say, I cannot forgive them, will be in hell. If you cannot forgive another human being, God will not forgive your sins. So who else will be in hell? All the murderers and haters will be in hell. Let's continue. Who else will be in hell? And all those who are idolaters. All those who have idols, no matter what that idol is, whether it's a Mary idol, a Joseph idol, a Peter idol, Saint idol, whatever idol there is, God hates idolatry. If we have an idol then, those who worship idols will go to hell no matter what denomination, whether they are Pentecostal, Charismatic, whatever it is. If you worship a cross, you will go to hell. If you worship Mary, you'll go to hell. If you worship Lucifer, you'll go to hell. If you worship Joseph, you'll go to hell. This is what my Bible says. 
If you go to a place that has idols and you go and worship there, you're not going to go to heaven. Make no mistake about this. This is what the Bible says. It is better to know the truth than to live a lie and suddenly find yourself in hell saying that, Oh God, I thought I was going to heaven. No, that's why you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit today. Who will go to heaven and who will go to hell? Know that because this is your life. This is where you're going to live forever. Don't play games with that. This is about your eternal home. You don't want to please another human being and lose your eternal place. All those who worship idols, you have idols and you worship idols because God said in his word, I will not tolerate idols. No matter who it is, he says, don't make idols unto even God himself. Don't do that. That's an order given by God Almighty. In heaven or on earth, don't make it. Don't bow down before it. So, all those who worship idols, no matter who it is, whether it's me or whether it's you, if you're worshiping idols, or just like I said before, whether you're participating in witchcraft or supporting those who participate in witchcraft, the Bible says in Romans chapter 1, all those who do evil and participate in that, they will all get the same punishment. Whether I worship why idols or be in a place where idol worship is conducted, I'm a partaker at that point. You cannot partake with God and partake with the devil. You cannot be a partaker of both. Who will go to hell, who will not go to hell is so clear in the Bible. Who will go to heaven and who will not go to heaven is very clear in the Bible. There's no middle ground here. I'm going to read it one more time. Outside, outside heaven, outside the pearly gates are dogs, backslidden people are dogs, sorcerers, and sexually immoral, all Christians, Pentecostals, charismatic, all kinds of denominations, every immoral person will go to hell. And murderers, all who have committed physical murder, hate, words of hate and hatred, they will all go to hell. And all those who worship idols, make idols and worship them, they will all go to hell. And whoever loves and practices a lie, this is very important. You can say, well, I'm not worshipping any idol. Well, I'm going to Elbethel all the time. Well, I'm in all the Bible studies all the time. If you speak lies, you will not enter into heaven. Whether it's to the pastor, whether it's to another believer, when you're not doing good spiritually, don't say, I'm doing fine. When your family is sinking, don't say, we're all doing fine. You are a liar and you will go to hell. Don't gamble with your eternal life. Don't lie on your taxes. Don't lie on your form to get some benefit. Don't be a liar because you will not enter into heaven. Satan is the father of lies. At that point, you switch your place. You say, Satan, I'm your child. Because God doesn't lie. Satan is the father of lies. And God says, liars will not enter into heaven. All those who love and practices a lie. Whatever lie that is. Don't say things that are not true. Ananias and Sapphira were killed by the Holy Spirit through Peter there as God's apostle. Because they both lied. Lying lips are an abomination to God. That means when God sees lying lips, it's like seeing vomit. Gross. God just hates. Don't call yourself a believer if you lie. Don't try to you know, project yourself as something when you're not. Don't try to paint a picture 
of a beautiful Christian believer when there are dead bones on the inside. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. Be real. Be real. It is better to go and say, Lord, I've sinned against you. It's better to go to God and say, Lord, I've fallen short. Lord, I am a wretched sinner. Forgive me. God will have mercy on such a person as opposed to someone who says, I'm fine. I'm doing good. We're doing great. They will not go into heaven. I must tell you this. Those who live a life of falsehood, suddenly without their knowledge, evil spirits will take over. So don't put on a show. Be real. Don't put on a show. Be real. I repeat, don't put on a show. Be real. Who will go to heaven and who will not go to heaven? Let me read it one more time before we finish. Those who do his commandments. That means those who obey the word of God are the ones who are going to enter into heaven. They'll have the right to eat from the tree of life. Well, you can eat in heaven, you know that. God has all kinds of special things for his people. But those who played church, those who said, I don't want Jesus. So there are people who would say that, I don't want Jesus, I have nothing to do with God. Don't bring religion to me. All those people whose sins are not forgiven, they'll all go to hell. And all those who said, I received Jesus as my Lord and Savior and I take water baptism and I'm walking with God. But meanwhile, they're lying, they're cursing. They worship idols. And they say, oh, I'll be fine because I gave my heart to God. I'll be fine. God is always with me. The truth is he's not. If you're lying, if you're cursing, if you're cheating, if you're worshiping idols, if you are doing that which God hates, God will not be with you. If you're immoral and if you're backslidden, God will not be with you. Don't do drugs and say that God is with me. Don't drink alcohol and say God is with me. Don't smoke and say God is with me. Don't do that which is displeasing to God and say that God is with me. God will not be with you. The Bible so clearly says this. All these people will not, if you hate, God will not be with you and you will not be with God. Where else can you be? Be with Satan and his dark angels in the lake of fire forever and ever and ever, in short, in hell. This is something that the Spirit of the Lord has brought God bears witness. I didn't plan. I didn't think about it. I didn't talk about it. God gave this word right here. We have to take it very seriously. Life is very serious. Three months. Three months is the duration. I'm not saying we're only going to live for three months. No. Three months signifies a period of time that God has for each one of us. Before we know it, it just goes so fast. Be wise. As we read in the book of Daniel, be wise, be wise, keep yourselves pure and win others to Jesus. Make sure you tell others if they're doing wrong, make sure that you're right first and make sure you're led by the Spirit of God. Make sure you turn them from darkness to light. And if you successfully do that through the Spirit of God, then there's a light that comes bright. 
Every time you turn someone from darkness to light, your light is shining brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And God says, you're going to shine. You're going to shine for Jesus. The for Jesus is the most important thing. You're not shining for yourself. You're shining for Jesus. On earth, you're shining for Jesus. In heaven, you'll shine for Jesus. You will make his heart glad because he died for you so that you can shine for him. So that he can cause you to shine and make you happy. Praise be to God. Who says these things? I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David, the bright and morning star. And the spirit and the bride say, come. Let him who hears say, come. Let him who thirsts, come. Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. Praise be to God. For I testify to everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book. If anyone adds to these things, God will add to him the plagues that are written in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part from the book of life, from the holy city, and from the things which are written in this book. He who testifies to these things says, Surely I am coming quickly. Jesus says this. Amen. Even so, come, Lord Jesus. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen. In this Bible, the last chapter of the book of Revelation, God has clearly spoken to us about the choices that we make, how our choices will affect our destination. How important it is for us to redeem the time. How important it is for us to live this life moment by moment. Having God before us. God conscious. Conscious of His presence. How to come to church. How to be in the house of God. Our focus should be God. We are coming to church to worship the living God. And what God has spoken should stay in our mind. And we need to go home with that in our mind. Nothing more, nothing less. We don't want to let go of what God has given to us. Those are treasures. Every Sunday what God speaks to us in worship. And what God speaks to us during the message part. Are treasures that God has given to us. Make sure you don't let go of it. Make sure you just don't take it and just leave it like that and walk away. This is why, after the church is over, we have men's meeting and women's meeting. Those of you who have other commitments, you need to go home, are free to go home. Those of you who stay behind, we have made this available so that whatever work God has done in you during the worship and during the word is not taken away by Satan. It's important to meditate on it. So it's an opportunity for you to stay behind. Those of you who stay behind, others can go home. You can go home and you can meditate on it. But don't engage yourself in frivolous things, things that are not profitable, where Satan will use people to come and rob that which God has invested in you. Let your mind be on Christ. We're coming to the house of God to see Jesus, aren't we? That has to be our main focus. 
the brothers and sisters they are our family yes we fellowship with them but we fellowship with them in the presence of God knowing that God is in our midst we fellowship with them in the presence of God having the fear of God in us we fellowship with the people of God knowing that God the holy fire is in our midst nothing defiling should enter into El Bethel International Ministries church this is the church of God we have to be very careful of how we conduct ourselves in the house of God as we come to the presence of God we need to come with holiness unto the Lord when we leave the house of God we have to leave with holiness unto the Lord then our week will be blessed we shall be blessed in our coming and we shall be blessed in our going out we will carry the word of God I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you if the word is not there it just let go then all kinds of sin will come be diligent be a diligent steward in the house of God be a diligent steward with God, what God has entrusted into your hands and see what God will do for you in this month of August there's a deeper level of sanctification God is doing in our church God has spoken to me about that we're moving forward and I'm excited about it to see God's glory fall but before that this church has to be purged of everything that is not of God this church will be purged of everything that is defiling the presence of God this church has to be purged of everything that God abhors and that's what God is doing in this month of August greater sanctification greater purification is coming to this house of God where God who is the God of the house of God he's standing in our midst as the Lord of everything and he wants to bring his reign upon us and it cannot happen with any form of immorality it cannot happen with anything ungodly anything that is unholy God says I'm here to purge this church and I praise God for God's work that God is doing in this month of August take heed to the word of God that God has spoken these are not my words these are the words of the living God if I don't tell you this today because God is speaking through me here then God will hold me accountable but I'm here to do the will of God because I want to please the Father and I love Him too much whatever God speaks I speak when He tells me to close my mouth I do when He tells me to speak I speak whether it offends anyone doesn't matter because my God is too important for me my eternal life is too important for me what I'm doing now if I can turn one person from unrighteousness to righteousness today I would have done the will of God and that is my goal through Christ Jesus this night if your heart can be turned towards the living God through the spirit of God who's speaking at this hour then you would set yourself free from everything that is binding you only when you know the truth you'll be set free Jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free if I stick with what people would want me to do let me tell you I will go to hell and the people with me will go to hell that's not why I left everything and came to serve God I'm here to do the will of God that's my purpose and that's my goal I'm here to love God 
and I love him to the very end and I hold on to the mercy of God to accomplish his will because his mercy and his power is necessary for me moment by moment and I depend on that for everything I'm here to be God's voice I'm here to be his servant I'm here to do what God wants me to do and finish the work that God has for me to gladden the heart of my father now and throughout all eternity that's my goal that's my only goal nothing more nothing less God takes care of everything else and I pray tonight that God will transfer this goal that God has put in my heart and this passion and this ambition to please God in everything to our church what God has placed in the shepherds must be transferred and I pray that God will transfer this into your hearts tonight shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus praise the Holy Spirit praise the Holy Spirit thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord praise you 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 Lord 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 how lovely is your dwelling place almighty God there's a hunger deep inside my soul only in your presence my heart and flesh restored how lovely is your dwelling place only in your presence my heart and flesh restored how lovely is your dwelling place how lovely is your dwelling place oh mighty god there's a Lovely is your dwelling place. 
church with his passion he died for this church Jesus died for this church he died for this church hallelujah no stain no spot no wrinkle should be there he's coming for a church without spot or wrinkle hallelujah when he looks at our church he looks at it with passion because he died for this church hallelujah and because of that passion he's here to purify this church hallelujah Hallelujah. How lovely is oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How lovely is your dwelling place. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Only in your presence, my heart and flesh. In God's presence, our heart and our flesh gets restored. Hallelujah. In order for that to happen, His dwelling place should be pure and holy. Hallelujah.
Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your passion with which you love this house of God. Hallelujah. How lovely is your dwelling place. Hallelujah. How lovely is your dwelling place. Hallelujah. As you told your disciples, with passion, with great passion, with great desire, I eat with you today. I eat this supper with you today. Hallelujah. With great passion and with great desire, you have spoken your heart to us today. Because you want us to be with you forever and ever and ever. You want us to know the truth so that your truth can set us free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How lovely is your dwelling place. Hallelujah. How lovely is your dwelling place. Hallelujah. How lovely is your dwelling As we are in the presence of the Lord, ask the Lord to sanctify you. Tell the Lord, sanctify me. As I am a part of the body of Jesus Christ here in this Elbethal International Ministries Church, tell the Lord, sanctify me. Lord, I want to contribute to the holiness of this church. Tell the Lord, I want to be a contributor to the holiness of this church, not the other way around. Lord, I want to be a person who would not defile the presence of God. Tell the Lord, Lord, I don't want to defile the presence of God in any way. Forgive me. If you have defiled the presence of God in any way, tell the Lord, forgive me. Thank you, Jesus. And tell the Lord, Lord, I want to, Lord, be someone who would bring holiness to your place. When people see me, they should see Jesus. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord this hour. Lord, I want to be a person who would bring the presence of God. I want to be a person who would bring the holiness of God. I want to be a person who'd build up my brother, my sister in the house of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I will come to the house of God with pure motives to see Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And to be known by Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And there in the midst of the people of God, God will show his power. God will show his power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. This is the hour where God is sanctifying this church. Hallelujah. God is sanctifying this church of God. Tell the Lord, Lord, forgive me. God has spoken to you at this hour. Anywhere you know that God is pointing his finger at you. It's between you and God. Nobody needs to know that. It's between you and God. Tell the Lord, Lord, forgive me. I'm not going to do it again, Lord. I'm going to be someone who will bring holiness to the presence of God. I'm going to keep Jesus on my mind. Hallelujah. Going forward. I'm going to be careful when I come to the presence of God. I'm not going to be casual about coming to the house of God. Never going to be casual about coming to the house of God. Tell the Lord. I'm going to have that reverence when I come to the house of God. With great joy and with great reverence. With rejoicing and with trembling, I will come to the house of God. Thank you, Jesus. That when new people come to the house of God, they should be captivated by the presence of God and the power of God and the holiness that is in the house of God. That their lives may be changed also. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that you bless your people. Thank you for this word that you've given from heaven. I pray that you will touch every heart, every mind, everybody that is here. I pray that the living water, that the river of God, touch them right now in Jesus' name. Penetrate every heart. Penetrate every mind in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Break every chain in Jesus' name. Everything that is defiling in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May it be removed from the hearts, minds, and bodies of your people right now in Jesus' name. Holiness unto the living God. 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 Hallelujah. If the creatures that are before God, right before God, who have been allowed to be before God, they close their face, they close their bodies, they close their feet, they close everything. And they say, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. How much more we as God's people, when we come to the presence of God, have to be mindful of the presence of God and have to have the fear of God Almighty come with the holiness when we come before God Almighty. That it is not about us. It is not about showing ourselves. It is about worshipping the living God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We come with what God has put in our hearts. Brokenness and a contrite spirit. Hallelujah. We come to the house of God with the reverence before the living God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We come to the presence of God. Where is she now, Cody? Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you might get back together. Maybe you guys might get back together. Thank you, Jesus. I'm muting Veronica. Thank you, Jesus. We, as God's people, when you come to the house of God, need to have the reverence for the presence of God. Hallelujah. We need to have the love for God and the fear of God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We need to have integrity at the core of our being. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. That we are in the presence of God, whether we are in a fasting prayer meeting or whether we are in the church, in the house of God. The same presence of God is there. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We bring ourselves with that reverence when we bring ourselves to the presence of God in the house of God. Thank you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Who was and who is and who is to come, the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the ancient of days. We give you glory, honor and praise. Thank you, Lord. Touch your people. Touch your people at this hour. Touch your people at this hour. Every time we come to the house of God, may we never come casually, may we come knowing that we are coming before you. Prepare ourselves, prepare our hearts, prepare our bodies, prepare our clothing, prepare everything. Not hastily come, but come prayerfully. Hallelujah. Knowing that we are going to see the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. We dress for the King. Oh, that we come to the house of God to worship the King. Hallelujah. We sing praises to God. Oh, so that the King can hear it. Hallelujah. It's all about the King. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
I pray that you'll cover your people with your precious blood. Drive this truth deep into the hearts of your people. Let them know today. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will inherit the kingdom of heaven. No. Not everyone who prays every day is going to go to heaven. No. Not everyone who reads the Bible is going to go to heaven. No. Only those who obey the word of God. Only those who fall within the category that God says are going to be in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. In heaven. Thank you, Jesus. Those who fall within the category that God says are going to be outside in hell. May we never fall into the category of God, I pray. Cover every brother, every sister, every child who comes to our church, O Lord. I pray in the name of Jesus that the dread of hell be before us. Let no one lie. Let no one be dishonest. Let no one lie to save face. Let no one lie to look good in front of others. Your people know and understand that eternity is just a step away. It's just a step away. Hallelujah. We need to be careful with our lives. We need to be careful with our times. We need to be careful with our seasons. We need to be careful in our going out and our coming. And we should be careful when we come to the house of God. We should be careful when we are in the house of God. We should be careful when we leave the house of God. We should be careful when we are at home. In the presence of God. In the meetings. We need to be careful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I pray that you bless your people. I pray that you have your hand upon your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. That you continue to purge our church, O Lord. With everything that is not of you. In the name of Jesus. That a pure and holy church may arise. That you may look at our church and say, How lovely is my dwelling place. Hallelujah. That this is the place that God lives. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. May you delight in our church, O oh Lord. Thank you, Father. May every single person who comes to our church contribute to the holiness of this church and never bring any defilement in. Thank you, Lord. Continue to sanctify our church. Bless our people in this month of August, I pray. Let a holy church arise. Bless our church, Lord, in this month of August. Let an obedient army to the living God arise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We commit ourselves into your hands. Continue to lead us. Continue to pour your grace upon us. Continue to draw us closer to you. And I thank you for doing this. In Jesus' most precious name I pray. Amen.